3: Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host, Sean Eubanks.
2: Thanks for joining us, and welcome to Blunt Business. I'm your host, Sean Eubanks, Vice President of Business Development for Strainwise Consulting. And on our show today, we have Julie Berliner, who is the founder and CEO of Sweetgrass Kitchen, which is a cannabis-infused products manufacturer. Julie graduated from the University of Colorado at Boulder with a degree in education and psychology in 2008. When a friend asked that her popular chocolate chip cookie recipe be infused with cannabis for sale at his dispensary, she decided to take a left turn and launch Sweetgrass Kitchen. Her infused products are now distributed to over 400 medical and recreational dispensaries in Colorado – For nine years, Julie has been a leading representative of the cannabis industry and edibles manufacturers. She has served on multiple regulatory rulemaking workgroups, helping to establish effective policy, and was the driving force behind Colorado's first edibles education campaign called Start Low, Go Slow in 2014. Julie currently lives in Denver, Colorado with her husband, son, and dog. And she was also recently featured on the History Channel's Marijuana Revolution, Julie, welcome to the show.
4: Yeah, thanks for having me.
2: Yes, yeah, so um, incredible, incredible growth for you. I mean, you are absolutely a pioneer in the industry. Um, it was it's fascinating that you were, were having an education and psychology background, and then you took that turn into edibles but it absolutely from the look of your website and and everyone that talks about you in the state of Colorado you have found your niche so to speak and um I mean congratulations on the you being able to penetrate 400 medical and recreational dispensaries in Colorado very impressive
4: Yeah I appreciate that it's uh it's been a wild ride it's definitely you know in the beginning I kind of backwards into it. But since then, it's been just, you know, roller coaster of challenges and excitement, all sorts of things. Um, but I love it.
2: Well, and, um, you know, you get a lot of uh, great press. So, John Anderle, who is over at Legal, he loves you guys. And, and he was on the show recently. And one of the things he talked about, obviously, he is very big in a clean cannabis. And we talked at the end of the show about what are the most dependable edibles that you have and the cleanest edibles. And out of his mouth first was Sweetgrass Kitchen, and he had high praise for you and the way that you cultivate. And he also mentioned that your um, your edibles are not only one of the best selling products that he has, um, but but by far the most reliable as well.
4: Yeah, that's really nice to hear. John is awesome. Um, well, so yeah, he's not wrong. We're one of the few edibles manufacturers that actually grow our own product. Um, when I built my cultivation back in twenty thirteen. Um, it supplied, you know, four times what we needed and now we're in a place where we actually can provide our genetics to other growers in addition to growing in-house so that they can really mirror exactly what we do. And what's different about our grow is that, you know, we use the full plant in our infusions and I often make the, the comparison, um, especially to other consumers, that, you know, we don't like to smoke trim and I definitely don't want to eat it. So using the entire plant really creates this um, more quality effect. And it's also, you know, it's it's a consistent strain. So we use a sativa-dominant hybrid, and it really, you know, unlike smoking products, um, you don't want variety in your edible experience. So um, having just one strain in that sativa-dominant hybrid, whole flower, uh, really allows for our consumers to, you know, have the same experience, whether it's today or tomorrow or a brownie or a cookie.
2: Yeah. And you use canna butter instead of oil. Is that right?
4: That's right. So we have uh, used canna butter since I started my company in in 2009. Uh, but very recently, we also started to use distillate and have gotten into uh, the candy world. Um, so we chose distillate because it really, you know, it's this high quality product that, in our minds are is is very in line with our high quality can of butter and so
2: when you're in line with cultivation for people hearing this the first time why do you think a full plant is better uh, than a in a dissolate or an isolate um, or someone who's not you know focus on the entourage effect or the other cannabinoids and capturing the whole thing why do you think that the full plant method it's it's a lot more expensive in most cases why do you think that's better?
4: Yeah, you're definitely right. It's far more expensive for us to do it this way. But again, the experience of having the whole plant, you get the full benefits of this plant versus, you know, just the trim or family. It's really things that people used to throw out. Um, so we've chosen to use that because, again, the infusion, the experience, the consistency um, is all just a higher quality.
2: Okay, and you have recreational products and you have medicinal products, and I personally just want to say your peanut butter cookie your 10 milligram peanut butter cookie is my favorite product that you have um i have not eaten a it's delicious and it's consistent and the other thing i don't know if people understand this but you can just put it in the microwave just for a second and it tastes like a a fresh cookie it's really incredible
4: yeah yeah you can do that with all of our products it's something that uh we really we really recommend to people um but i agree our peanut butter cookies are awesome they're one of my favorites too
2: Well, and you also have a Snickerdoodle, which if, correct me if I'm wrong, that is a cross between a Snickers bar and a Labradoodle? (laughs)
4: Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, our Snickerdoodles um, also come in a 10 milligram form and a hundred milligrams on the recreational side. Um, So, yeah, it's a very similar experience, again, I mean, just with using uh, our can of butter across all of our products, you can, you know, have a Snickerdoodle or have a peanut butter cookie, um, and it's going to be that same experience for you.
2: Well, okay, and so are you using a different extraction process for your cookies than you are for your fruit snacks or your buttermelts?
4: That's right. I'll I'll actually um I'll back up. So our buttermelts are made with butter. They're one of the very few candies that are butter based, which makes them really unique. Um the buttermelts are also two and a half milligrams, which is um, something that we were that we were on in in uh, you know, putting a product out there that was Far lower in serving size than lots of other products, and now you know I'm really happy to see you know the industry and other manufacturers coming around because it's such an educational product to people that you know maybe aren't as familiar with consuming cannabis or haven't done it in a really long time. so it, it kind of educates them uh, by you know naturally because it's a, a small dose, so they can try a little bit and kind of discover their their tolerance level. Um, our fruit snacks are made with distillate. So those obviously do, do not have dairy in them. Um, and that is sourced uh, from a third party.
2: I'm sorry, Julie, you cut out. You said your fruit snacks are made with which distillate? Uh, it,
4: it, a distillate that we, uh, you know, we have a, a vendor that um, that we've interviewed and trust. And, and so our distillate is actually sourced outside of our uh, company, outside of Sweetgrass and uh, infused that way. So those are actually a dairy-free product.
2: Okay, and why do you think that your extraction process is superior? Do you have concerns about the type of extraction process, or do you just sort of fall in in, in one that was, uh, you know, in line with what you guys were wanting to do?
4: You know, when I first started Grass Kitchen in 2009, it was a very different turn than it is today. So my choice in kind of going down the road of can butter had a lot to do with you know the ease and safety of, of doing that back then. We were allowed to do it in our own home, so had a lot to do with that. But you know, over the years, I realized that butter, being something that we all ingest, you know, every day and in, in, in any food, in meat foods that we eat, um, it was much easier on the stomach, you know, on the throat, uh, things like that. Just than in general, in the digestion process.
2: Gotcha. And, okay, so looking at your website here on sweetgrasskitchen.com, Kitchen, you've got the cookies you feature there, you got the butter melts, and then you also have some key lime pie, pumpkin pie, pecan pie. Are all those infused yeah. the same way as well?
4: Yeah, those are can of butter-based products, Our pies. Um, they're also seasonal, so you won't find those uh, at any given time. Our pumpkin pies come out uh, kind of in the fall season, uh, definitely around Thanksgiving when you need a little... Um, solace from family, or just you know, party favor things like that to bring along with you to a dinner party. Um, same with our uh, key lime pies and our uh, pecan pies. They come at various times throughout the year and usually very limited quantities. Um, but the infusion actually gotcha. happens in the crust. So the filling, uh, the filling is um, interchangeable, and then the crust is uh, infused with our can of butter it's actually something that we've been considering, you know, selling on its own so someone can go home and, you know, have the experience of making a, uh, you know, cannabis infused edible at home, but still have that safety of, you know, this was manufactured and tested and uh, properly packaged, all of the things that, that make, you know, regulated products very safe.
2: And if if you were to sell that crust, and and I think it's a great idea, sort of a, uh, Papa Murphy's sort of um, uh, kind of pre-made uh, a concept. There, I think it would be tremendous. How would you m- help them manage the dosage? Because your key lime pie are basically key lime pie bites, or at least you know you've got ten milligrams total, right?
4: Well, it would be the same as we if we uh, sold the crust. So you're right. Uh, it's ten milligrams total for uh, on the recreational side. We also
0: have a medical
4: pie which is a bit higher in serving size, but the crust would be sold in a very similar way, just 10 milligrams. It would be tested, packaged properly. Um, So everyone would know in the packaging and all the labeling exactly how much is in that product.
2: Okay. All right. We do need to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be joined uh, by the founder and CEO of Sweetgrass Kitchen, who is Julie Berliner. Don't go away, guys. If you have a chance on the break, go to sweetgrasskitchen.com and look at, download their pdf they get some great educational content on dosage don't go away we'll be right back
3: rolling into some sponsors but we'll be right back with more blunt business
0: company on the OTC symbol MCIG
1: at alternative vibes our core values of quality loyalty respect and honesty guides us in our mission to help families find peace and harmony through our products and services Whether you are looking for a more natural way of living, shopping essential oils, topicals, and edibles, or searching for a path towards achieving your goals, we are your choice. Learn more about our complete line of natural products and solutions at alternativevibes.com. Bringing quality of living to life. alternativevibes.com. one in as little as four weeks, bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at APEKSSuperCritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems.
3: I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com.
2: Welcome back to Blunt Business. I'm your host, Sean Eubanks, Vice President of Strainwise Consulting, and we have been talking to julie berliner who is the founder and ceo of sweetgrass kitchen a colorado-based cannabis infused products manufacturer welcome back julie Thanks, John yes so um, as most entrepreneurs the one thing that impresses me about this industry that it is unique to other industries is you're often involved in the education part and the advocacy and I don't know if that's the cannabis plant itself that attracts the kind of people like yourself who are naturally altruistic and give back but I just see this in, in every lane that we work in and in your case you You founded or worked on the educational campaign, Start Low, Go Slow, in 2014. Can you talk about that?
4: So the Start Low, Go Slow campaign was really, it really revolved around this social intuition that especially back in 2014, really wasn't there when it came to edibles. I think that, you know, when recreational legalization happened, everyone was so used to dealing with a consumer, you know, on the medical side that really, you know, understood the products and kind of knew what they were getting into when they ate a cookie or um, a gummy or whatever they were, you know, choosing to get through in, in, in whatever way. Um, so, when recreational legalization happened, it was kind of a learning curve. Um, I also think about alcohol and and I compare it because I think all of us can, you know, understand what the effects might be if we were to, you know, drink an entire bottle of wine or vodka would really, you know, affect us in a way that we're not comfortable with. And in the case of alcohol, it could be lethal. So in 2014, it became obvious that education was really, really important to new consumers or, again, people that hadn't consumed cannabis in a really long time. So if you see it, you download it on our website, you can see the different um, kind of Levels, so to speak, of um, consuming edibles, and it and it's at the highest level, ten milligrams, which is um, ten milligrams or less is considered one serving. Um, but usually, when we, you know, when I talk to you know my friends or even my parents' friends, and I give them something, you know, to try for the first time, if I give them an edible, I just tell them it's just two and a half milligrams or less, because again, it's an educational experience. They can. Sort of gauge where they're at and what their tolerance level was like that first time. Uh, but what's really important when it comes to consuming edibles as well is that it's kept in proper packaging and that people aren't are giving it the time that it needs, which is you know up to two hours um, to really take effect. Um, keeping it in proper packing, of course, means that you know uh, we reduce the the. Incident of accidental ingestion, which you know nobody nobody wants to be in that situation or wants to be responsible for that either. Um, and then uh, giving it that two hours at least really allows the product to take effect, and and um, you know it, it it prevents someone from you know what they call stacking, which is you know not giving it enough time, eating more apples, and all of a sudden it kind of starts to kick in as you're you know. Swallowing that next bite, um, which again, you know, it can be uncomfortable.
2: Well, and I think that's spot on, Julie. What what you do, and it's impressive because you're you're helping people have if if their first experience is with you, and a lot of people trust you. You've been in business for a long time. Uh, it's such a tremendous reputation that Sweetgrass Kitchen has. People are going to be coming to you for for the first time. It's brilliant to have the two and a half milligram. It's also incredible to educate the consumer. And and let them know that there are different waves, if you will, of cannabis. When you eat your one of your cookies, I know from experience, it it actually uh, it has a, a very uplifting effect to it, and then it has a, a sort of post process where you're uh, sort of relaxed, and and you can even. Uh, use it as a nighttime edible and things like that. So it's just really uh, I think we in the industry sometimes uh, overlook the fact that people are nervous about getting into the and trying this and, and they're you know they're looking at their previous experience with alcohol or other things and it just cannabis is unique like that so I really want to applaud you for the educational piece and making sure and taking responsibility that people have a great experience.
4: Yeah thank you for saying that I mean to be honest it's about the industry as a whole to your point you know if someone has a bad experience the first time they try an edible or have you know their first experience with cannabis in general, um, they may not turn back to it because that experience was uncomfortable for them. So, you know it's it's um, it's a long game. I want to make sure that people are are enjoying it because it really is such an amazing plant for so many reasons.
2: Well, absolutely. And also, you know, educating them on the different ways you can consume, right? When you when you process things and we're all so different, right? Depending on our health, frankly, right? Is is how I ingest something is going to be different than how you ingest it and and my stomach acids are different depending on Uh, you know, frankly, how healthy I am. It passes through the liver as well. I mean, there's a lot that has to happen. And I think companies like yours do a great job of getting feedback and and helping people talk through and being available to have them share their experiences Um, because that's it. I mean, you would hate to have somebody have a bad experience because if cannabis for them, if the entry point is on the recreational side and they're like, you know what, I'm going to treat this like a glass of wine and no pressure and have fun with it that's one thing, but if they also discover that this makes their life better, like many cannabis consumers do, and they're able to relax or sleep better at night or just simply relax enough to enjoy their family and and enhance their quality of life, then that's part of the process too, and obviously it helps you because they're a long-term consumer.
4: Yeah, exactly. I couldn't have said it better myself.
2: okay well thank you for that um all right so you are uh, i tell you what guys we're going to take a quick break when we come back we'll be rejoined by julie berliner who is the founder and ceo of sweetgrass kitchen again guys go to sweetgrasskitchen.com look at all of her delicious edibles that she's got going on and educate yourself on all the great things she's doing here in colorado don't go away we'll be right back
3: rolling into some sponsors but we'll be right back with more blunt business introducing blue moon cbd
1: straight from the bluegrass of kentucky with our special nano emulsion process you'll not only get the best cbd available you'll get more of it not all cbd is the same it's your body it's your choice get relief from inflammation anxiety and stress go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code hemp420 for a 20 percent discount on your order Balance your body, balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested.
0: Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the hosts of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio Social Crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us.
3: I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com.
2: Welcome back to Blunt Business. I'm your host, Sean Eubanks, Vice President of Strainwise Consulting, and we have been talking to Julie Berliner, who is the founder and CEO of Sweet Grass Kitchen. Welcome back, Julie. Thanks, Sean. So I think it's easy for people to look at your success, and now here we are in 2018 and think, oh gosh, she might have had it easy. You know, it was, it's not that big of a deal. Everybody in Colorado's doing it. <laughs> we touched on 2014, where you started the Start Low, Go Slow campaign, but you actually got in this business in 2009. Tell us, Julie, about the – give us an idea what the climate was like and the actual risk you had to take when you deviate from education and psychology. I mean, this was a substantial risk you took.
4: You're right. It was. I mean, I I had just graduated from college, actually, um, just prior the prior year in 2008. And uh, I had just, you know, gotten my degree, obviously, um, gone through college to get it. Um, so you know just like it is today but very much more so in 2008-2009 it was a really hard time to graduate from college and definitely even harder to try to find um, a government funded job in the public education system Um, so I was in this place where you know on one hand I had nothing to lose and I felt like if I you know I'm substitute teaching right now I don't have this solid position Um, but on the other hand I knew that if I took this left-hand turn and uh, went down the road of, um, you know, selling weed cookies for a living, that I probably wouldn't be able to, you know, turn around and and go back to teaching. You know, there's there's very few, I think, principals in the elementary education system that would look highly on that. Um, so when I chose to to make that left turn, it was it was a really scary time for me. Um, I you know, unlike today. It really wasn't mainstream to your point. I mean it was it was underground much more so than it is today. It wasn't you know all over the news or media or anything like that. It definitely took me um, a few months at least to tell my parents this uh, this possibility that I had for my future. Um, but you know when my friend, who you had mentioned before, when my friend asked me to infuse chocolate chip cookies for his store, Um, I figured, you know, why don't I give this a shot? And through that experience, I was able to see again how this product is really helping people, whether it was, you know, in a true medicinal way or um, just making them feel better. And it was really an incredible, inspiring time. Um, And again, you know, there weren't, and again, similar to today, our government wasn't supportive of cannabis legalization. This is something that we all fought for and we voted for and we made it happen. It was a social movement that just blew me away and and really inspired me. And um, so when those rules, you know, started to tighten up, and I then had to uh, have a license to actually do what I do versus just using a home kitchen for a couple months, um, I had to, you know, really reflect on what my life was going to look like. Um, it was it was difficult to find a space that I could build a kitchen. Um, very few property owners were willing to lease to cannabis businesses because, you know, rightfully so, they were scared. Um, so I had this idea to build my very first kitchen in a race car trailer. And um, <laughs> the intention with it was that if I can build it in a race car trailer and keep it on wheels, but put it inside of a warehouse, like inside of a facility and hard palm and hardwire it to that space, that, you know, I could um I could operate and the city and state would say yes because I, you know, check all their boxes in terms of not driving it around like a food truck. Um, but it also kind of acted like an insurance policy for us because if my landlord, you know, decided he was uncomfortable with the situation or a rule change that all of a sudden, you know, prevented me from operating at that specific location, I can then, you know, protect my investment and basically unhook and set up shop somewhere else without, you know, losing literally everything that I had, you know, that I had put into building this first kitchen. Um, So it worked out really well for us for a few years, and then recreational legalization happened, and we ended up actually rebuilding our production facility, Um, you know, as the industry legitimized. My landlord decided uh, that he was more comfortable with, you know, moving forward long-term um, luckily we never had to roll the trailer out in other words we never had to move out of the trailer until we actually had a new kitchen uh, but now the, the our bright red trailer sits in our row house and we use it to you know host events or interviews um, it's actually just serves as a reminder to us of, of how things started and where we've come.
2: Very cool. no, that's a beautiful story. And, you know, I think, you know, as a business owner, you're sitting there. I mean, it's one thing, Julie, to be honest, that you're just trying to serve your customers and figure out what the consumer needs. But I just think people in this industry would never understand until they speak to people like you or they go through it themselves that you have a whole other side of when you lay your head down at night you're thinking am I gonna get shut down am I gonna get raided is this gonna be you know you're balancing that uh, which is just it, it just overwhelms people and you're through it now you've made it through you have an unbelievably successful business um, you know over 400 uh, dispensaries you're in that's the success story in itself. Um, it's just, just a tremendous job that you've done is let me ask you this. As far as people listening, did you start with the kitchen first and then start cultivating or how did you grow it eventually um, and get to a point where you are right now?
4: I started with the kitchen and then, you know, 2013 before recreational legalization, that was a time when there weren't businesses operating with the sole purpose and intention of selling wholesale product to manufacturers so that's why I had chosen to to build that first cultivation because we were in a place back then when you know where I would purchase products but you know I wouldn't see the products being made I wouldn't you know know what had happened to that plant things like that um, it's very different today uh, when I and I started growing because I wanted to be able to see you know the life of the cookie, so to speak, from the moment it's this small plant to the time that it actually becomes a cookie. and now it's just a different landscape. There's you know incredible cultivators that um you know I, I've shared genetics with I can go to their farms or their their um, indoor cultivations and see my plants being grown and it's really an incredible thing, something that I didn't had the ability to do uh, back in 2013,
2: and you have the medicinal side of things, Julie. If we can, we'll just talk about that for a second. I mean, you chose a strain, Swinio. Is that the same strain that you use for recreational and medicinal, or you use different strains?
4: Uh, both on the medicinal and recreational side, Swinio is a crowd pleaser. You know, it's a sativa dominant hybrid. It's actually a cross between Sour Diesel and Blue Dream, so two strains that you know are really popular among a lot of people. Um, Another reason that we chose it, and again, chose to just do one strain, is that we wanted that consistent effect. Um, We discovered through, you know, just our experience in the industry and talking to a lot of people that, you know, they really, you know, some people really love indica and some people really want sativa, but ultimately, you know, they want something that is going to be pretty even keel for them. And that's what Swayneo did for me when I chose it uh, five years ago now. Really was one of my favorite strains, um, and it's great to grow. You know, it's not temperamental. It's um, it's uh, it's a hardy plant.
2: Okay, so Julie, continuing along the medicinal side, because you have products that are a hundred milligrams. Um, what is your hope for the medicinal side? Do you are, are there people that you get feedback from right now that are using your cookies for medicinal purposes, or are they sort of still using it recreationally? In your in your view, um, just at smaller dosage, um, or I mean, tell me what benefits they're having on the on the medicinal side.
4: Well, of course, I mean, I would never make a medical claim, but ultimately, you know, medicinal or recreational it's a product that makes people feel better or enjoy their experience and experience they're already having, um, in a, in an elevated way. Um, you know, our products, whether you're on the medical side with a higher, a higher serving size, a hundred plus milligrams, or on the recreational side, anywhere from two and a half to 10 milligrams, it's all about just, you know, finding what's right for you and, you know, having a great experience with that. Um, you mentioned earlier that You know, everyone is so different in the way that they experience cannabis. It has to do with you know their health. It has to do with what they ate that day, how hydrated they are. So ultimately, I mean, my best hope and anyone that's consuming my product or any other product is that they're finding what's right for them and they're just having an awesome time.
2: That's great. I mean, I I I appreciate your uh, your humility there for sure, and I'm sure people are benefiting from it at, at, at different levels. Have you yourself? ever eaten a 100-milligram cookie?
4: (laughs) It's been a very long time. Um, I am much more of a microdose person. Uh, Two and a half milligrams, even if it's, you know, four or five of them throughout the day, uh, is perfect for me. Um, But 100 milligrams for me, again, and everyone has their own experience, it's too much for me, but I know tons of people that can, you know, consume three times that um, and hold a conversation. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> Absolutely, and I don't know if I—I I feel sorry for them or I'm happy for them. I, I love—I'm—I'm the I'm same way with you, Julie. Is—is is just you know micro dosing, but. You're you're doing a great service to the industry itself, but you're helping people ex- discover cannabis in a very responsible way, in a way that's beneficial to them, and allowing them to sort of get involved with it. And and um, it works. If they ever reach that way, I could see myself uh, benefiting from 100 milligrams of CBD eventually. I'm a I'm pretty active, and I have a um, in my mid 40s, and I have a you know a lot of aches and pains and things like that. Um, so on the CBD side, I could see myself definitely 100 milligrams, uh, maybe in a day or over the course of two days or so. Have you thought or uh, explored options for CBD only products on the on the medicinal side?
4: We're actually exploring that on the recreational side. In fact, um, when you said that, it will uh, let you know that soon you'll see a CBD product coming from Grass kitchen uh, on the recreational side. we're We're exploring with uh, we're exploring the different um, ratios of CBD to THC right now. Um, but no matter what, you know, it's something that we are set to do this year. So you will see it in the next few months. Um, we're even considering um, trying to find really um, an organization that is comfortable accepting it, but we really want to create a product that not only helps people that are consuming the product, but that gives back as well. So um, more to come <laughs> Wonderful
2: and I, know, and I know Julie you won't brag on it but I will, I will say this given the consistency of your products um, and uh, the clean cannabis feeling that you get from consuming your products I'm sure that you're going to lead the way on the CBD side as well I think there's some good companies out there um, some, some good brands that have got a head start but you have the infrastructure in place and I'm, I'm personally really excited to try your new CBD product as it rolls out
4: That means so much to me thank you
2: well, and and kind of finishing up also for people who haven't been to your website yet. I mean, you're 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 on the Discovery Channel. You're featured on. You're, you got CNN write ups here. You got Mashable, more CNN, the cannabis. I mean, you're very well reviewed and very well respected. So. I want to thank you so much for being in the industry and everything that you do, and uh, I wish you nothing but continued success, Julie.
4: Oh, right, right, Sean. Thank you so much.
2: Yep, and thank you all for joining us on this edition of Blunt Business. You can download episodes of our program by going to CannabisRadio.com, BluntBusinessRadio.com, or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and now on iHeartRadio. If you like what you've heard but you're unsure of how to get in this industry or if you need help with your existing cannabis business, please feel free to send me an email at strainwise.com. Thanks again for tuning in and we will see you next week.
1: The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.
0: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator